The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Hello, Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to Sister Speak. Today we are joined on the show by myself, Sonia, and me, Lisa, me, Mariam, me, Parin. And yes, as you can tell, we've got Farine here on the show today. She is our special guest in training and hopefully we look forward to having her on more Sister Speak shows. Um, before we start, I just want to get Lamisa to let us know what today's or what our show is about. So our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their opinions on various topics. We just want to let you guys know that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other similar and opposing views. Thank you. And... Marion, could you let us let the viewers and guests and listeners know how they can contact us if they want to join in? So this is a pre-recorded show. Um, so if you do want to join the discussion, you can message us on Sister Speak and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. And yes, uh, that's at Sister Speak on Instagram. Okay, so before we begin, as usual, our segment of the show now is Thought of the Week. Um, so we're going to go around to everyone and they're going to have the Thought of the Week. But actually, I'm going to start because I have my thought of the week, which is regarding overpriced restaurants. Um, so just over the past few weeks, it's been my birthday, my friend's birthdays and just a lot of celebrate celebratory times. And obviously, we go to restaurants to eat and have a nice like cake and all that. Um, and I've realized like you sometimes pay a lot of money. And it's like, if you're paying a lot of money, you expect a great experience too. So good service, good food, uh, good ambience, just everything, right? Um, and I haven't been really getting that recently. Um, so it isn't really a thought of the week. It's more of like a little rant. Um, but I think sometimes I need to just be like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to spend all the money just to be in a bougie, quotation mark, place. Um, maybe I'll just go to a place that I know is more enjoyable. Mm. Um But it's one of those things, like, if you want to have a nice experience and say you've been to this specific restaurant, then go ahead, do it, um, but probably won't go again. But I think a lot of people can relate to that thought of the week, and maybe we can go into that further later. Okay, so who wants to go next? Lamisa? Me. Okay. Um, so my thought of the week this week is that everything has a time, and there's always a plan in place, and just trust that. I feel like I've been kind of losing that a bit recently and I've just started to get back into it and being like okay you know what there's a plan and I don't need to stress and my stress doesn't help anything and I feel like that's something we all definitely forget no matter how old you are no matter what age you know everyone always stresses about the tiniest things in life that's just a normal human thing but the thing we fail to realize is that our stress really doesn't add to the situation in any way shape or form if anything it takes away from our peace our serenity um it drains us and at times it can even come and like cloud your judgment so i would say if you can kind of practice like trying to think about the fact that there is a plan in place everything is going to happen for a reason and stressing is not going to help the situation so the best thing you can do is just kind of breathe <laughs> take a moment and try and get through the situation as best you can and everything will work out in the end so yeah yes thank you for the week <laughs> i like that thought of the week and it's like that quote that we plan and he plans he is in god and he is the best of planners of so course. you will always get something even if it's not what you wanted you might get something better that's a huge thing to remember i think especially in that moment when you feel like things are not going in your direction Definitely. it might go in a better direction exactly so great point thank you yeah mm -hmm. um farine i'm going to leave you last for the thought of the week so <laughs> some time to think about what to say um but yeah mariam okay yeah so my thought of the week is quite similar to lamisa's i completely resonate with her thought of the week as it's something that i feel has been a manifestation this year in my life as as i feel that last year i was in a group where there was a lot of toxic friendships um and i feel that really negatively affected me but one year later my life dramatically changed when i started to prioritize myself i prioritized my principle and I, i started to see people for what they are not what I wanted to see them and I think that's really important to have that balanced approach because I was a person that used to be quite a people pleaser I'd say and that's a reflection that I had to take and accept um, and the way I address that is to kind of evaluate the people around me so for me I definitely think that you whilst it's quite difficult to be in these kind of situations um, where you're around people that are creating negativity for you just know that you might feel that why am I in the situation and you might start to question 
um, you know, the circumstances that you are in. But just remember that Allah plans for the best. And once you have, once you are proactive, things will get better. So that's kind of my thought of the week. Thank you so much, Mariam. And the thought comes to mind, well, the quote comes to mind, something you've actually said before, which is protect your own peace, protect your peace. I think we can all just kind of use that because we always worry about other people and are they going to mind or how can I make this good for them? And it's like, hold on, just protect your own peace. Don't be stressed. Don't overstress. Just take your moment. Do what you need to do for yourself. So, yeah, thank you so much for that. And now, Farine, we have come to you. What is your thought of the week this week? Um, my thought of the week is to sleep. Like, make sure you sleep because I've been so overwhelmed with college. So I haven't been able to sleep at all. I've slept like two or three hours and it really like doesn't, Help. like it shows yeah. that you haven't slept. You're not as lively as you are and you are in college. Like I'm sleeping in all my classes and yeah, I've been so overwhelmed. So yeah, make sure you sleep and that you prioritize praying mm -hmm. and then sleep. Oh, thank you so much for that. But yeah, I'm so concerned. Like, please make sure you sleep. Yeah. Nothing is worth uh, it. Okay. Yeah. Seven, eight hours. Lamisa, would you like to come in Especially here? with college. Okay. Make sure you prioritize your sleep because that's the thing that will get you through. If you're not sleeping, then you're not, like you said, you're going to sleep through your classes. You're not going to be able to focus. Prioritize sleep. And then whatever hours you have in the day, make sure you organize that to do everything that you need to do. And yeah. then that way you won't be stressed and you also won't keep yourself up at night. Thinking yeah. about, oh my god, I have all these things I need to do. Yeah, I can't yeah. sleep because I'm overthinking yeah. about the next day and guilt and stuff. No, don't. I would say write. You know, people do journaling a lot nowadays. I think it's it's a, actually a really good tool. Write down all your thoughts. Write down everything you need, and then from that, you'll be able to take make a plan for the next day. And that, and then close your book and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, write Thank write everything out. I like that advice. Thank you, Lamisa. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for the thought of the week. They're all very insightful. Um, before we actually move on to our main topics, I think we're just going to do um, a touch upon some hot topics. Um, it kind of leans into what I was talking about with overpriced restaurants. Now, we're going to speak about the cost of living crisis. Okay. Um, obviously, there is actually a campaign happening too in Luton. And that is something that would have happened on Saturday. And will um, be happening on Saturday. It will be happening on Saturday. When this plays, it will be. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a pre-recording, everyone. Um, but yeah, and also there's it's all the time. There was a rally. There was a talk about this as well, and it kind of links in. Enough is enough is the name of it, um, because a lot of people are unhappy with the cost of living crisis, um, loads of things rising, energy prices. Um, so yeah, just want to kind of delve into this. Um, how do you guys think this will affect you directly before anyone else, before society, just you alone? How will it affect you? Lemisa, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Lemisa is a student. Go yes, on, Lemisa. I am a student and it has been affecting me a lot. And I feel like no one has really talked about students at all. When you look at the news, obviously they're talking about um, people being affected. These are usually working people. Um, students, a lot of us are full time. A lot of us don't have part time jobs. Um, and the way prices have been going up is is just unrealistic. The amount of funding that we get from the government hasn't increased. I can say that for sure. Uh, mine hasn't anyway. Um, and I'm still having to deal with rising rent prices. It was so like the stress that I had to go through this year trying to find a house. And there was no um, kind of preemptive measures put in place from universities or from government to put in place policies to overcome this because this is something that people have been seeing for a while um even for the past three or four months you know universities could have done something or I, I wish they would have done something to kind of make sure that their students did have housing before the semester starts you know it's a really difficult thing for you to be studying a full-time course and be expected to commute in for the times where you can't find accommodation because your university only has a certain number of hall spaces which everyone is going to take because everyone can't find a house you know yeah. um so that was booked up ages ago and there was no other measures put in place to try and ensure people had housing so essentially i'm having to wake up at like 5 a.m to come in travel two hours um do the whole day's worth of uni which is really tiring yeah. and then come back in the evening still do my studying to make sure that I don't fall behind um, and then repeat the whole thing the next day is exhausting. Mm. The fact that no one has thought about us, the rent price has gone up so much. How am I, if I did manage to find a place, how am I meant to be able to afford rent? 
um, and afford food and afford everything else um, with the peanuts that they're giving me to live. Yeah. You know, especially in a place like London mm-hmm. where rent prices are extremely high anyway. So, yeah, the cost of living crisis definitely affected me as a student. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people people aren't thinking about students. Yeah, that is so bad to me. So as, I they think, often, as they often don't. <laughs> no, I would say that. Yeah. We're thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's such a good point you make. And I feel like maybe there can be the union or anything. I know you, you have student unions and and you and you have something like that. Yeah, they have name. like hardship funds and things like that as well. But I just think the it's accessibility of, to yeah. those is yeah. quite it's quite difficult. And it's a lot of steps. Like, why do you have to make such a long journey to get something that should be a necessity and an yeah. essential? Like, like you said, housing for students. It's really, really unfair that you had to commute. So such a long journey as well. And just to study. Mm-hmm. And this should be something that was, you know, people take it for granted. Over the past few years, you never even questioned it. You thought, if I live out... I would be able to find a place to live and study. Like it was never questioned. Mm. Now these basic necessities are in question, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it is a real shame that no one's really, like you said, focusing on the students. And hopefully, that's something that can change. Okay. I have a question for Lemisa. So in terms of the hardship funds and the students' union, what kind of things are they doing? Because essentially, that's kind of their role to lobby for students. Mm. I feel like they definitely have said that there are these these like xyz options available thing i find is that and i was talking to a few of my friends obviously this is just our opinion and things that we've experienced personal experience so i can't speak for everyone and i don't speak for everyone um but you know she was saying that when she's trying to when she was trying to apply for said hardship funds and things like that they really scrutinize like every single thing in your bank account which i can understand because obviously they they need to know that you really are struggling um but i think it's like if you've made a payment for something, you might not even remember what it's for, for example, or yeah. they, you know, there might be things that, okay, you've managed to pay for this one thing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you then have enough money for the rest of the year to sustain yourself. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So I feel like it's quite a difficult process. Um, and that puts a lot of us off, to be honest, because uh, we don't have a lot of time in the day, frankly. There's a lot of expectation on us. We have we have to go on to do our placements. We have to come back. We have to study. All of that is enough pressure as it is. And then having to go through the stress of seeing if I'm able to like sort out all of this information for you to then give me more money. It's, yeah. it's a lot of work to go through, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, why do you have to go through such a journey yeah. and have this extra stress put onto you exactly. just because you want to relieve stress? This is like a, a cycle. I know. But I guess they would, they would argue that, you know, you these are things that they have to put measures they have to put in place to ensure that the money goes to the right people um i think it's just it's a matter of consideration i guess just trying to understand our position a bit more and reaching compromise which is something that i feel that large institutions don't necessarily do all the time yeah okay thank you so much lamisa i feel like we need to go into the whole student topic another day as well yeah Yeah, because we can so yeah the cost of living crisis maybe you don't see it uh directly farin but um just tell us how you might think it affects you or how it has affected you uh or maybe the people around you because i know you are a student at the moment in college so how yeah how do you think the cost of living crisis affects you um it doesn't affect me directly i still rely on my parents i have a part-time job but it does affect on my parents obviously and my we have a family so we need those expensive and it's really expensive now okay yeah so just uh on that topic you obviously have mentioned before to us that you're from spain um so i don't know if you know what's happening there and how it might affect you if you were still living in spain if i was still living in spain what they're doing currently so they're giving 400 euros to you have to prove that you're a student full-time student and they give you for to go to any museums to go to the library you can only use that money for that purpose so if i was there then i would get the 400 euros worth unfortunately that's <laughs> a lot of money as well yeah, it that's, is wow. that really helps so is it like a voucher you're saying because you can only go to specific places like library museum yeah it's first uh, like research student purposes so okay. you can use it to you know go clubbing clubbing so yeah, yeah, like yeah. library museums any trips that you want to do that like educational purposes but i think that's amazing and yeah. alamisa you are a student now as well don't you think that would benefit you so much so much i feel like in london to get around you need money <laughs> yeah, yeah. um to go to wherever places especially if your universities don't have um as many study spaces for example or aren't or a lot of resources that type of money would help so much because you could use that for travel expenses to travel to a place to study yes yes i really like that and it's so nice to see that other european countries are making these you know 
giving out this money or just trying to help in any way they can during this crisis that we're all facing now. Um, hopefully, I just wish, in my own opinion, I do wish that our country would do something similar and just help us in some ways. Um, but yeah, we did touch upon that with Anissa as well, how students are facing the cost of living crisis. Um, but Marion, what are your thoughts on just how like other people in the community, not just students, but other people might be feeling this now? Yeah, I definitely think one group that isn't really talked about is um, the elder, elderly generation. I think they're a vulnerable group um, and especially with all the information that's out there in terms of how much their bills are going to be, there's quite a lot of misinformation. Um, so it's really important that we go out there and we try to support them as many ways as we can and even try to just make them understand what their kind of liabilities are. Um, and I think it's really, really sad that they have to, at this age, that they have to think about whether they can put the heating on and protect their health or whether they're going to have food on the table, especially when they, they dedicate their entire lives to the, towards this economy where they, they thought that these pension funds will protect them in their old age. That's completely not the case anymore um, for some instances. And I just think it's quite heartbreaking to see this. And so I think whilst you know we can't really rely on institutions to support them now we have to take the onus on, our, on ourselves and be the community people that we kind of try to aspire to be um just because they don't have that support yeah thank you mary for bringing that up and actually i spoke about this before the show i have an uncle who is of pension age and i actually said to him like oh are you not old enough like to be getting pension now why are you still working? And he was like, There's, I'm not taking pension. I need to work because I need to earn this amount of money and I cannot provide for myself, for my wife, for my children, for my family. Like They still all live at home with him. And um, he said, it's just not plausible for me to not work in this economy. I have to work. And it just gave me a bit of a, like a bleak moment when I thought, oh, wow, like, like you said, you give your lives and years to this economy. You you pay tax, but even if you don't, you're working, you're spending money here, you are increasing the economy, but then you get to a certain age and you always take it for granted. You think, I'm obviously going to start working when I get older, but is it obvious though? Because you might not, you might actually still have to work as, in your old age. And it just made me think, like, when do you get to stop? and just take a moment to relax and breathe and just live, basically. Because um, even at a young age now, I feel like you have to work. Because um, if you don't, and let me say you mentioned this, a lot of places will say, well, you don't have experience. And it's like, when are you supposed to get that experience? Uh, Lemisa, did you want to just mention about that? Yeah, I would say if you're like 16 or 17 and you have a summer that's kind of free, um, try and definitely try and get a job. Um, and they'll probably want to take you because they don't have to pay as much for you. <laughs> um, so I would say try and get that experience in early on so that if for whatever reason, for example, now I'm a student, I don't have a lot of money. It would be great if I had a part time job. Um, so if for whatever reason you need a part time job, you at least have that experience on your CV so that, you know, they can be like, oh, yeah, this person has, has experience. experience yeah. it's, it's a good thing to do. That's great. I mean, I think it is still a bit sad that we might have to Very work sad. from a young age to a really old age. Um, but while you've still got your youth and energy, <laughs> and if you do have some time, get a job. Yes, it'll be good. Um, it's a shame it is because mm-hmm. I remember being that age and I didn't, I didn't have a job. I didn't feel like I needed a job actually when I was 16, 17 years old. But actually just going back on the point that the elderly are suffering so much, it's crazy to think that you can go a whole lifetime contributing to a country and not being looked after in your old age and still having to go on and work. Yeah. And, And a lot of these jobs aren't easy jobs. No. They're not. A lot of them are, you know, physically very tiring. And if we think about it now, like we can do a lot of things, we're quite young, but we still feel tired at the end of the day. Yeah, I feel tired now. Naturally, (laughs) naturally, if you're older, you are going to feel that physical toll a lot more. Um, It's terrible that they have to go through that. And then the mental stress of having to be able to make sure you have put food on the table, heat your home, make sure you have enough to make ends meet. And I just want to add to the point as well, the, you know, the elderly generation, the kind of job market was very different to them what it is now. So the skills that they required at that time is not going to be the same. So they have to stick to the same job that may not be the best for their health. Um, so whilst, you know, people can argue, well, there's remote jobs, well, they don't maybe have the capacity to do that because they don't have the skills necessary yes. for that job. So I think it's really, it's really tough. I think uh, on that point, it's really important that we all try 
at this age i know it seems bleak and it's like why do we have to do the most but we kind of do so we should try to get trained and learn things very useful things things that we might need in the future i mean i know myself i never used to be that computer literate and you'd find that quite surprising because you think well you've like been on the computer since you were like five years old or whatever but it's just one of those things you never that excel for example i never really used to use it to its full capacity but a lot of the information is free online mm. if you have internet connection. So I think we should really make use of that and try. Let me suggest Especially you. when our times, our times literally changed within our lifetime. Do you get yes. what I mean? Like yeah. the advancement in technology is still going on. So when times change so fast, it's up to us to kind of keep up, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, yeah. let's look at it in a positive spin, right? Yeah. Let's not be bleak about this. Gather knowledge. Gather knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> learn things. It's, it cannot, can't be a bad thing, right? No. Yeah, I'm not saying don't. stress yourself out over this but if you have the means and the opportunity and the chance to learn it like me with excel for example i need to just go out there and learn it you know let me try because i don't know when it might come in use i don't know when i might use that excel spreadsheet data knowledge you know i think it's very handy and a good thing to have so if you do have the chance to just better yourself and learn new things then do it yeah don't be discouraged but if someone rejects you keep applying and you know try get a job and everything i got rejected how many times like a hundred times i can't even count it then finally oh no after months yeah (laughs) that's a good thing exactly put a positive spin on this you still got there in the end right marion were you going to say yeah i'm just going to say especially when you're a student you get a lot of discounts and you get a lot of free opportunities to to develop skills and especially for example linkedin learning there's so many courses short courses that you could do and you can build on it so i definitely think utilize your status as a student to get those um, opportunities and your teachers may be able to kind of signpost you to those opportunities and if they don't then keep asking until you find out because you a lot of things that you would a lot of things that you want to do after you graduate after you're not a student it's going to cost you but whilst you're a student there's a lot of leeway in that yes i agree with you and we feel that now once we've left that education system and we think you're on your own but yeah you just gotta try try find these things a lot of things are free as well and accessible um but yeah i just want to speak a little bit about um work experience Mm -hmm. actually and volunteering sometimes i think obviously you do have to work for free um depending on what age you are how much time you have you might have the capacity to do that um and that leads me to my next topic which is to speak so we are currently recruiting and um obviously we are all here now it's it is work experience we have admin work and to speak we have social media management which is really big and growing right now and actually part of my full-time job is also social media so you can get real jobs from this as well and obviously speaking on the radio radio presenting so many skills that you can learn from that um, Marion, would you like to add? Yeah, so, and as she mentioned, even speaking on radio, one of the main skills that any job would require is communication skills. And also being dynamic, to be someone that can handle a situation um, in an instant, really, and also in terms of organisation skills, because more often than not, especially when you're um, entering the labour market and you're trying to do interviews, they'll ask you, how can you demonstrate a time where you show organisation uh, organizational skills, or can you demonstrate a time where you show teamworking skills? Um, because there's so much demand when you're working in very fast-paced jobs and that's exactly what radio is it's very fast-paced and you have to be dynamic also if you want to get into public affairs this is a great opportunity for you to get into public affairs because essentially you have to be up to date with uh, news every single week you need to know what's happening you need to know what's happening across the world um so this is a great opportunity to kind of delve into that and personally for me uh, my experience has been really good in terms of radio i think every interview i ever go to the kind of hallmark of my experiences is radio it's something that's very niche and not many people do radio so i think i might just throw it to baron who is going to join sister speak what kind of motivated you to join sister speak um definitely the skills that you you get from radio communicating i'm gonna do law in the future so it's a really good skill to have because you have to speak to an audience and speak your mind be respectful about it so yeah that's why i joined sister speak and it's a really good experience so you guys should join as well thank you and yes hopefully baron will see your skills develop over the next few weeks and months at this dispute and hopefully you know we'll see how that helps you in the future inshallah thank you um let me start before we wrap up with the first half would you like to say what um how you think literally about jobs yeah. and cost of living crisis and sister speak 
link the two together. Link the two together. Yeah, we just did it right. I mean, I think that's the biggest one of the biggest links as well. Also, it keeps you very updated on current affairs. Mm. I think through Sister Speak, if I didn't have Sister Speak at the moment, it would be so easy for me to just go into um, my studies and just be 100% in that. I think Sister Speak has enabled me to keep my passions alive in terms of knowing about the news, knowing about current affairs and being able to speak about it, Um, identifying issues that are going on and actually being able to voice them in a respectful um, way is one of the main things. Um, You guys talked about communication skills. That's just one of the many skills. I also talked about working under pressure. So you might think that a communication radio program like this might not be useful, for example, if you want to go into STEM subjects. Absolutely not the case. There's also transferable skills that you can gain from this. Um, For example, where I'm studying in science, I definitely use the skills every single day. I said I can work under pressure. I know how to adapt to situations, all because this is a live radio show, not this one particularly, but, you know, our radio show does go live every Wednesday at six. Things happen live on air, which you have to resolve. And that's just one of the many skills that employers are looking for um, when they want to interview for a job so yeah if you're interested come and join us i joined at 17 it's never too young i know fans joining at 17 as well please do get in contact yeah you can dm us on at sister speak or what's the email address so if you want to join us you can email us at sister speak at inspirefm.org so s-i-s-t-e-r-s-s-p-e-a-k at inspirefm.org thank you guys assalamualaikum Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, guys, and welcome back to the second half of the show. We will be discussing toxic friendships. Before we just dwell into it, uh, Lamisa, would you like to live on what our show is about? Yep, so our show is a platform for Muslim girls to speak their, and women to speak their own uh, opinion about various topics. Um, so I just want to let you all know that all views are our own and we respect any other opposing or similar views as well. Thank you so much. And it is a pre-recording, so this is not a live show, but if anyone wants to get in touch with us, how can they, Mariam? They can message us on Instagram at sisterspeak. Thank you. And on that topic, we are on a recruitment drive, which means if you really want to get in touch and share your thoughts, come and join us on our show. If you're a girl, that's the only criteria we basically have. And to be over 17, I think, 17 and over. So, yeah, um, please let us know if you want to join. Get in touch. Get in touch on Instagram or with Inspire FM. Uh, We'd love to have more people join our show. So thank you. Um, So let's get into the topic, toxic friendships. Um, I found a definition online about what a toxic friendship is. Um, we'll, we'll go around and everyone can say the definitions. This is the one I found. Toxic friendships happen when one person is being emotionally harmed or used by another, making the relationship more of a burden than a support. Okay, uh, I don't really like that definition. I want to go around and ask everyone else what they think a toxic friend is or toxic friendship is uh Simon, would you like to go first just the definition what you think it is i think for me someone who's not happy for your success and someone that you know manipulates you into doing stuff that you don't really want to or that it's against what you like your values and stuff that for me is a toxic friendship okay thank you and mariam yeah i echo what um Simon says someone that makes you feel bad about yourself someone that doesn't um, align with your values and principles and someone that doesn't really want to see you progress okay thank you and Lamisa um yeah I guess just someone who is mentally having an impact on you I guess to a point where like you guys are saying if you're with them you don't necessarily feel that peace I feel like one big thing that we should all look for in our friends is that feeling comfortable around them and if you find that you're walking on eggshells or you're not feeling fully comfortable then maybe that's someone I don't know necessarily about toxic friend but maybe it's someone who you shouldn't be around be around or, or call your friend necessarily okay yeah um I agree with all of you and I think Farron made a good point about a friend that doesn't want what's best for you I think that is such a red flag in a friendship because if they don't want what's best for you why are you in that person's life essentially so yeah that's a really good point um I want to talk about how we could possibly see the signs of a toxic friend. So what are some of the signs that you can think of? Um, My first one is quite of a high school, school type one. It's if they put you down. So, I mean, 
there's obviously jokes there's banter and you can have a little yeah laugh laugh when it gets not funny when it gets repetitive and when it gets a bit like okay i'm not really happy with that joke and they keep saying it about me that's a red flag so a friend that puts you down um what do you guys think other signs that you can think of someone that doesn't value what your uh, beliefs are or your principles and especially if you have a discussion with them and they continue to go against them i think that's definitely a red flag because they should respect who you are and your identity and if they they go against that or they challenge that and they put in situation that makes you go against it yeah that's definitely a red flag yeah that's not friend that's like an enemy basically (laughs) thank you uh can you think of any sign of a toxic or bad friend yeah I don't know I think the biggest one is is just you feel yourself when you know you're uncomfortable in situations and like you guys are saying if they're constantly putting you in uncomfortable situations they're not a good friend Mm -hmm. because they would know when you feel comfortable they would know when things are okay they would know when things aren't and I think we need to define what we actually mean by friend as well because that's the important thing I feel like people are very quick to call people friends right you're very quick to be like oh that's my friend that's my friend because you don't know what else you would call them but the fact of the matter is, is who really are your friends? We can't use that term kind of lightly. I like this. Okay, yeah. so on that, let's take it a step back. What is a friend? What is a friend? What is a friend? A friend is definitely someone who you feel comfortable with, who you feel like you can talk to, who you feel like, you know, you can sit in silence with comfortably as well. I think that's a really big thing. Yeah. A lot of my, like, you're not going to have... Um, with your friend like every single second of the day you're gonna have something to talk about but you can sit there comfortably in silence do your own thing whenever you want to like you know when you're chilling together for example I feel like for me that's a big thing um so yeah someone who you're comfortable around someone who you get along with um and you may not have the exact same values but you're able to be happy in each other's company I think okay so be happy in each other's company friend yeah uh farin just really quickly i didn't ask you the toxic question but a friend what is a friend to you i think respect is like the main thing for for a friend so they should respect who you are what bothers you so if they're saying a joke and you say oh this bothers me they don't respect it then that's not a friend because obviously it bothers you respect what you are what you do how you you know if you're awkward socially and stuff like that so they should just respect who you are and not be jealous so yeah a friend is someone that you can matches your humor you know you're not gonna have the same humor with everyone and then you can talk to comfortably like Lemisa said okay thank you and Mariam what is a friend to you someone that supports you in everything that you go through um even if it's not specifically the way you feel are supported the fact that they just their presence and they they acknowledge what are your struggles that you're going through that's what I think is a really good friend um and again I think someone that supports you to progress to where you want to go so what your goals are your ideals but also someone that is comfortable with correcting you when you're going um, in the wrong path. I think that's really important, especially as a Muslim, if we're doing things that are wrong. I think a good friend will tell you, okay, this may not be good for your for your akhirah or even even in, that, in this dunya as well. Um, but do it with compassion. I think that's what a really good friend is. I think what Farin said also in terms of having respect, if you tell them something isn't sitting right with you, to have them for them to have the maturity to actually apologize and be like I'm really sorry you felt that way a lot of people don't do that and I feel like the conversations I've had with my closest friends we've always been able to apologize and acknowledge each other's wrongdoings and move on from that and that's why we're still friends today yeah and so that's really good after that it's just it's not the same you just don't consider it as a friend anymore if, if they, they don't, don't respect it yeah yeah, yeah. nice thank you and on that just touching on what you said they should guide you they should have similar like beliefs almost but do you think it's just say that you can't have friends that are of a different faith and culture that someone that's completely different to you can you still have a good friendship I think it's completely possible. I think if you have honest conversation and say, these are my principles and my values, and someone may have a very different principle and values, so long as they respect it and so long, so long as they don't try to conflict with it, you can definitely have a very positive relationship. Okay. And Farin, just wanting to touch on that. Um, you mentioned before the show that you had friends that had different uh, beliefs to yourself. As Mariam said, that is totally possible. You can have friends of different faiths and ethnicities and cultures and get along fine if you all respect each other's values. Um, what were you mentioning about how you didn't feel that way with your friends? Um, it is possible, obviously, to have friends that don't they have, don't have the same, same values as yeah. you. But when you when they know that you have those values and they just don't respect it, 
then it's like the friendship is just going downhill from there and they just um influence you into doing stuff that you don't want to and obviously i do have friends that are like they have completely different values beliefs yeah. and everything but they respect my beliefs so that's what our really good friend is and i do i'm still in touch with them and everything but people that influence you to do wrong and they respect you at all then those are like people that you shouldn't be around with okay yeah so would you say that um any friend who tries to change you is can be a toxic friend in a way change you in, to make you like a worse person a okay. worse person a uh, bad person the way i see it is that um for example if you like certain things um uh, this is not even belief related or anything just anything like you like the color blue or something to keep it trivial and they just make you feel very like rubbish about it almost like why do you like the color blue you need to change that come on change that for me is a bit toxic as well because it's like you're not letting me express my true self so i do believe that friends can be completely different yeah. and express themselves in their own ways but as long as you can have that mutual respect like you all have said respect for each other and kind of just think that's what they like and i love them that for them yeah. that's not what i want for myself yeah. i think that's a good trait to have i think it's it's not to say that you can't have discussions and you can't have you know talk about these things at all but i think at the end of the day it's like you guys are saying it's knowing what each other wants and each other's likes and what each other's values are and being able to move on from there not forcing anyone to do anything um and yeah just moving on from it not making it too deep <laughs> being like mature about it when we are when you're in puberty that ev- everything that other people think about you matters and yeah. you want to be like your friends but now when you reach an age like we are now then we know what a bad friend is and how to be mature about other people's beliefs yes mm-hmm. very good point and i agree with you when you're like 15 16 yeah. high school every the whole world matters basically and everyone's opinions matters but i think when you come out of that it's so important to realize actually i just need a few good people in my life and also i think something we should talk about here is you need to also be the good person in that life so as i said before lumisa have you been one have you seen one so have you been the toxic friend that's a question we can probably think about like do we always want what's best for uh, the people around us mm. if if obviously i hope we all do in this room but when friends are toxic and possibly don't want what's best for you where do we think that comes from where does this stem from jealousy jealousy i think jealousy it's a bit of competitiveness as yeah, well yeah competitiveness definitely so mariam what are your thoughts on that i would say like even for me i would take accountability like i said i was a people pleaser before um and i feel that the people around me they made me feel on edge and so when i used to have these conversations what you're doing is making me uncomfortable i felt the need that i had to consistently succumb to what they wanted and that made me a people pleaser and perhaps i i would acknowledge that maybe i had a role to play in that because i would just do everything in my capacity to to please them and that would make me have probably a, the way i would probably have this friendship is probably a bit too much i probably was quite overwhelming for a person because i was so on edge i wanted to make sure that that relationship kind of sustained um so i think it's really important to acknowledge when you are ha- when you have a role to play in these toxic friendships um even you know i can say that you know maybe this the environment i was in because because now i've come out of it i acknowledge it and i wouldn't do that again um but you have to make sure that what I, what attracts you to toxic people because there might be something in you that you need to address maybe trauma maybe something that you just haven't really um addressed in the in the past and i think that's why I, we talk about a lot in introspection exercising that because there'll be times where you might not be able to think objectively and that's when it's important to like Farin said to have a support system around she had her sister who helped her out of it is to talk to someone that's not in that same group so that you can think okay maybe this is not really helping me and maybe I need to take a step back uh, and then evaluate when you take a step back how are you actually feeling assess that am i actually feeling more better am i feeling more positive do i feel that i can breathe now um and then making sure that you don't repeat the same mistakes and you know to make sure that you don't be in a toxic circle again Okay yes thank you i think that introspection thing you just touched on is a really good point so you need to sometimes think what am i doing in this situation i think sometimes it's easier said than done though because there's a fear of not having friends i don't know even if you're in university college school or just work really or living life are you guys ever scared as we get older i can say this okay I recently t- just had my birthday so i feel really old now and you just think am i ever going to make new friends 
and how? How do you make a new friend when you're old? <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm something that I've experienced. So and like I said, I feel like I had those people-pleasing qualities because I was so scared. People say that when you go to university, you meet the people that you will be friends for life. And that was kind of instilled inside of me. So I was really trying to hold on and I didn't even realize like this was a toxic circle that was suffocating me. And it was, there was a long period of loneliness for me. There was a very long period of loneliness. Um, but I kept praying and I tried to be proactive in different ways and try to meet people. Um, and then literally I joined the organization and now I, I exactly what I kind of envisioned and the people that I really wanted to be around me, that's exactly what Allah gave to me. So I think it's just being hopeful but being also proactive, find things that you're passionate about and naturally you will attract and align with people that are, are similar to you. Thank you, Mariam. Um, so on that, what do you think, Lamisa? If you go to, say, these events and similar organizations, do you think you find like-minded people and be able to make friends like that? Yeah, definitely. I think if you are proactive and you sign up, especially when we're getting older, you're right. I feel like people don't have as much opportunity because um, if you're not working in an environment where you meet new people all the time, it's very easy for you to just be with the same people all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think going out and doing things, if you have the time, for example, like Mariam said, she joined an organization. Um, going out, it doesn't have to be an organization. It could be, for example, joining a running club. You might meet people there, you know, that gets your exercise in the day <laughs> and you meet new people. It's things like this, I feel like, um, those are your opportunities to meet new people and talk to more people and, yeah, maybe make more acquaintances. Um, friends is something where I feel like it's a deeper relationship, right? So if you meet new people and you feel like you click really well with some of them, then you have that opportunity to develop that deeper relationship. Um, but, yeah, I feel like one big thing we should talk about, though, is it is okay to be alone. Yes. It's not something that if you have no friends, that's the end of the world. I feel like people need to become more comfortable in their loneliness because um, at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves. I know that sounds quite dark, but it's true, okay? <laughs> so you have to be comfortable in being spending time with yourself and being alone with your own thoughts. You don't always have to have people around all the time. And I say that because, you know, from each stage when I changed schools, when I went to uni, at each point in time, I was again left with no friends because no one, I didn't carry anyone over, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, outside of uni and stuff, you have people to meet up with. But during that proportion of the day when you're at uni and there's no one that you know, it's like you have to start again and you have to make new friendships. But they take time as well. So I think I've got quite used to being comfortable being by myself. And not worrying about if I go into the canteen, who am I going to sit with? Oh, it's fine. I can sit with myself. There's no... What is the stigma around eating on your own? I really don't understand it. Okay. I don't get it. Lamisa, <laughs> first I just want to say you made such a good point. Yeah. And I think we'll touch on that again. Just being comfortable in your solitude and yeah. how you need to be happy to be alone. I think to even begin a friendship a with friendship. anyone else. Yes, but you're absolutely right. Why is this stigma with eating by yourself? I'm really absolutely fine. I think it's grown over time, though. Yeah. Sitting in a cafe, in a public place, wherever it is, if I want to have my lunch there, I will sit down and eat yeah. my food. I don't even need to go on my phone on the side. I can literally just, just eat, eat my food. And yeah. enjoy it. But so many people. I Even in grown... adult age, yeah. Like I've told someone at work recently, and they're 30 plus, okay? And they're over the age of 30, and they were like, well, I wouldn't go and eat by myself. And I thought, what? And then this guy really said, he said, I would go and sit in the car and eat. And I said, why? No. Like, he's buying from a restaurant, right? And you're going to go take that food and sit in the car. Why? I couldn't actually understand it. I just don't get it. I used to do it. I only like in college, I think is really important. I would eat in a restaurant by myself, but I wouldn't go sit in the canteen by myself. I always have to call a friend. I did I, used to yeah. in that in school as well. I used to feel that way. I used to feel like I couldn't go and sit and eat by oh, myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't get why we have that value in stuff because you think everyone's going to talk and basically label you. Why I feel is like it that's weird to eat by yourself? Fit. Why? Is it I think for me, I, I enjoy that alone time because like, I don't want someone to disturb me. It's like, I can't eat properly. Mm. <laughs> I feel like they're going to help you chew. <laughs> that's so true. And and actually, like, you don't like people looking at you while you eat. Yeah. Isn't no, I, I don't mind. When I eat with someone, I always cover my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I always do that. Because so I, I, I used to be like, uh, 
you know, because I was so engaged in university, when I used to eat alone, I'm like, yes, I can watch something on YouTube and just enjoy my meal. Mm. And if someone just interrupts, sometimes people used to interrupt, like, oh, I'm like, I'm Hi. having my alone time. <laughs> I used to, I have a story, story with my friend where she was eating and it was like our, like our second meeting, I think. So we were like having, I had to, I felt the need to fill that awkward silence oh, okay. gap. Yeah. And she called me out immediately. She was like, I'm eating. Can you just stop talking for the <laughs> She's my best friend now, so it's fine. That's good, though. See, she told you from the beginning what she wants yeah. from you. But, um, yeah, I think um, college and, like, social settings like that, because they are social settings, yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah. Because you've been... Let's think about school from the beginning, right? Canteen. There was, you were always going to see next to someone because it was yeah. like a thousand people there, right? Yeah. Someone from your class. Someone, the teacher made you go and join a t- table. That's just how it was, right? Yeah. Then you go to college and people have breaks at different times suddenly you're alone it's just a feeling isn't it like there's like a hundred people around me what are they doing they're sitting in a group i'm just here are you a loner no yes i hope not but that's not the point is it you should be able to eat by yourself comfortably right comfortably and i think this is something that i was explaining to my sister as well like you can be a person who gets along with everyone that they meet that's absolutely fine but you can also be that person who sits and eats by themselves or yes. enjoys their alone time, enjoys walk, like walking you know by what? themselves. Me, so I think the biggest thing is you need to do it with your head held high, yes. with confidence. Definitely. I'm sitting alone here because I want to sit alone yeah. here, yeah. not because I had no friends or I am, you know, I'm sad and alone. I've been Nothing. forced by people yeah. to sit alone. No, no. But everything you do, guys, if you do it with confidence, it becomes okay. I'm telling you, think of the most popular boy or girl that you know in your college your uni I mean unis don't really have popular students but you know what I mean right <laughs> they're sitting there eating their food away smile as you walk by cool bright happy smile carry on you think that's kind of normalized right yeah when the popular person does it it's okay <sighs> so you need to be that person not popular as such but I mean just if you do it with confidence you're fine yeah. I think that's with a lot of things like you said to your sister get along with people that's fine Set your boundaries though. Do it with confidence, with hi. But yes, I'm not going to be your friend and hang out with you after college. I just, I'm fine with you. Yeah. We don't need to be friends. Be firm in your decisions. You make them for a reason, right? Exactly. If you want to be friends, that's cool. But if you feel like, you know, you want to have that alone time, be fine with it, you know? Yes. You, if you feel like you're in a moment in time where there's no one that you know or you're in a new place or something like that, yeah. be confident in yourself. Yes. Enjoy. Go out if you want friends make an active effort to make friends that's also another thing i said don't expect people to drag you into their friendship circle and if they don't don't feel sad about it by yourself i feel like we all have that tendency you know um and i felt it recently as well because um i feel like you you're like if people aren't including me then you know they're not you know they're not wanting me that's not the point actively the people who actively make themselves involved those are people that make friends Mm. So as for especially for those who have just started uni new and you don't have anyone you know in that environment, yeah. enjoy your own company because it's a time where you've probably been alone for the first time in a, in in your life. Yeah, um, enjoy that. Go out and join societies, talk to people, meet new people, um, and if you want to make friends, actively make that effort. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like don't close yourself off. Don't close all. yourself. Don't expect people to take you in. But also be happy by yourself when you have to be by yourself. I like that. Um, so like we said, just to touch on that again, you need to be happy yourself to actually understand what you like, what you're comfortable with before you let other people in. Yeah. That's the first thing. Secondly, yes, be confident and set your boundaries, but put your pride aside. Don't feel like, oh, um, there's a girl group that's already formed. I'm not going to join. Just try. You don't know. You don't know. They might have just met yesterday and it looks like they're a group already. Just try. Make that effort, like you said. Um, But yeah, definitely put your pride aside. You have nothing to lose. Um, And always just be yourself. I think this is like a huge thing. And this is where toxic friendships can stem from, is that you might not have set those boundaries at the beginning. You might not have shown your true self. So now when these people are showing their true self, you're thinking, oh, I wasn't expecting this. But hold on. You were a fake person when you entered this relationship, this friendship. Um, so what do you, Mariam, think about being yeah. yourself? I think it's so important. I think I really resonate with that because I think that's the situation that put me in a really difficult situation. I wasn't authentic to myself. I really watered myself down. I really diluted the kind of person I am because I didn't want to be ostentatious. And essentially, that's exactly what it was. I didn't want to be someone that sounds like I'm pretentious and you know, I do all these things and 
the people around me, they're not able to have these opportunities because they come from a different country. So I think that's one, one really, really important point is to be authentic to yourself and the people that em- will embrace that will automatically come to you. Yes. And uh, I think one point that you kind of touched upon is that being proactive in making friends. Just join the table. If there's an extra seat, just say, can I sit here? Yeah. And just start yeah. talking. People who are kind will let you be in the group. And, and another thing as well, if you don't feel like you resonate with these people, university is very fleeting. You can't just say, I have assignments and just get out of it, really, mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> so you have the kind of onus is on you. you. You can make those decisions for yourself and people won't remember because it, life is very fast moving. It just, it just goes on. Yeah. I think when you're younger, example, college or 16, 17, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like I'm going, this is burning me right now. I'm going to remember this forever. These people didn't let me sit on the table or so on and so on. That is fleeting. Like, it's a good point you made, Mariam. I do agree with that. Um, but yeah, so just touching back on the toxic friendship topic, I think we spoke a bit about how to be on your own and how to make new friends. Um, but I think a lot of it is when you don't, when you are not yourself. Um, and I just want to mention a quick story before we come to the end of the show is that I think that when I started university, I was trying out a lot of different personas almost. Like, where am I going to fit in? Who do I need to be? Um, and that I had like this really weird friendship group. Well, it wasn't weird, but it was like loads. Everyone was their own different characters, which is fine and normal. But as I became more authentic to myself and true to who I am, it started becoming like some people, you know, you just weed it out. If that makes sense, like you read out the bad and you keep the good. And someone who was there all alone, she was just there on the side, but she was kind of friends with someone else we realized that actually we like each other a lot more and we get along with each other a lot more. And I was true to myself, she was true to herself. And we have different beliefs, we have different faiths completely, but we just got along. We have same values in other ways. She loves to do charity work, so do I. Like, she is has an interest in anthropology, so do I, which is why we studied it. Um, so, yeah, and then we ended up from three years of university, first two years we were just there on the side. Towards the end, we realized we're going to be best friends, and we still are. So we've known each other for, since I was 18. Hold on okay seven years so yeah um just to round up today's show i think we didn't really speak just about toxic friendships but how to be how to be a good friend and how to um make new friends as well and be comfortable in your solitude um but yeah thank you guys so much anything else anyone wants to add yeah just just rounding it off i think the way to make sure you have good friends is being a good friend to yourself and i think we touched upon that throughout the show yes love that thank you mario anyone wants to join us please do get in touch because we are recruiting at the moment you can join our show be part of sister speak dm us or message us on instagram that's at sister speak thank you so much all for listening and join us next week on wednesday at 6 p.m to 7 p.m thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton